Welcome to the fourth episode of Your Time in the Run, the Hudson podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Halmstone, and joining me as always is my fellow Brit, who also knows a guy called Blaze who could steal you a car, Anthony Williams. Good morning. And the Australian who was confused by what Taco Bell is until we told her it was called Bloody Taco Bello in Australia, Michelle first Denman. Ha. Ha. Hi. I've got to go for the low-hanging fruit that is Australia. There's about six in the UK now. Yeah, we we have one in the food court near work. Yeah, there's one in Nottingham as well, but there's not many. But Taco Bell does have the reputation of giving you the shits. So <laughs> it's probably for the best that we have. Do we have a Taco Bell? I don't know if we... Maybe. I don't think we do. No, we don't. We just see that we just see the American commercials a lot somehow on like um, you know, best ten best commercial shows. They've always got that chihuahua on. No commercial is ever gonna be better than the Ford car evil one. Are you aware of that, Ant? No, I don't Oh don't, my god, it's I think I know that one. It's one of the quickest band adverts ever. I'll have to see if I can dig it out after the podcast for you, because it is it's ridiculous how they thought this was a good idea to put on television. Okay. So I would say that this is another good week. I would say good but not outstanding this week. Yeah, I don't think it helped that we didn't get Leon Hillmar. We got no Leon Hillmar and we got an early capture which wasn't particularly dramatic. And the problem is that people spoilt it again for me. So I knew that Centre and Two were going to get caught even before I watched the episode. Yeah, yeah, I got spoiled but that's kind of my own fault for being a member of a group where people are quite likely to say who went out the night before. I must uh, must switch off Facebook next week. What, generally? Or... Well, yeah, just generally. Yeah, that would be a good move, I think. <laughs> but surprisingly, as I said to Ant, the advert that I saw last week did not actually spoil Centre and Two, because it was all of the helicopter shots about Arif and Imad. Uh, so you were, sh- you were sure they were going, right? Okay. Well... I'm starting to spot a little bit of a pattern that if we've got a cliffhanger going into an ad break, it is not going to end. That's not going to happen. And I know it's a CBS trick. We've seen it a million times on The Amazing Race, but um, it's getting remarkably predictable. Ooh, tense music. We're, we're closing in on them. Ad break. Oh, you're in the wrong place then, aren't you? And I, you know how I keep complaining about the fact that it's not done chronologically like the UK one was last year? Yeah. I have a theory. Because... In in addition to making other lists that we will get to towards the end of this podcast, I got a list of the capture dates for all the teams so far. Oh, okay. And they're all around the same time. Because if they had to split it into eight episodes by days, then it probably would be a, between three and four days per episode, let's say. Yeah. Well, they did all sort of... Uh, have you noticed there was sort of captured between 14 and 18 days? Yeah, Is that exactly. right? Three yeah, of everybody. The, yeah, yeah, three of the teams were caught between days 14 and 18, and assuming they all went on the run on the same day, which is, you know, not necessarily a fair assumption because we haven't had it confirmed, then that would have been a chuck-a-block episode in the middle of the season. It would. And it seems less likely to me. That means all of the hunter resources were basically doing nothing for a fortnight and then caught everybody within the space of four days. It seems a bit unlikely to me. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting to to put it that way because I've got them in chronological order now and Matt and Christine are getting the record for being caught on day one is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> then it jumps up to day nine with Angela and Michelle, then Centre and Two at day 14, Miles and Will at day 15 and Troy and Shelley at 18. Very busy. That headquarters, very busy then. And none of them were caught by the same teams as well. No, 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 it's been quite well distributed. Which is interesting. 
Mm, I'm, I'm convinced they didn't all set off on the same day. No, I, I think they probably set off a day apart. Yeah, or maybe that 48-hour window. You know, they said that's when they're going to be going on the run. So maybe from the start of that to the end, all of the teams went on it. So you've got a good two-day gap between the first and last. Yeah, it's um, it's certainly a question to ask any of our production-themed fans. Hmm. Can anyone confirm whether the fugitives went on the run on the same day or not? Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out. And I know we know at some point in June. Do we know, is it towards the end of June that they went on the run, or the middle of June? I was trying to figure it out. Um, based on one of the scenes this week where they go to the really nice house and it's got loads of red, white and blue stuff, I was figuring it's probably around about the 4th of July at that stage. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, it's, it's about the 2nd and 3rd of June. I think most of them went on the run. Hmm, Okay. Um, Flat Cap Charlie, would you yeah. please tell us? Give us some date ranges, please, just so we can fix it in our heads. Thanks. Thank you. Also, given my love of Reddit um, and theming it's Flat Cap Charlie, Flat Cap Charlie is a Redditor, and he got mm. caught out for being a Redditor last week, and you know we're now Reddit friends. But also, Rob did a post on the Hunted subreddit. Okay. Where he said, or he strongly hinted, because he has an NDA, he strongly hinted that there was a team in the area of uh, Orlando, when the Orlando shooting happened. Ooh. Yes, oh. So, so we can date that then. Which dates it? I don't know who that was, but there was a team roughly in the Orlando area at that time because oh. apparently production had to basically shut down and make sure everyone was all right. Okay. Oh, we'll do some digging. Yeah, everyone then. had to stop running. Everything stopped. And the hunters, uh, hunters stopped hunting. And just for any people complaining about the poor geography that we showed a couple of weeks ago Orlando is definitely in the Hunter area Okay, because yes I've checked <laughs> I, I assumed you would yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't all of us that were very bad with um, all that geography I'm great with geography I just wasn't paying attention to exactly <laughs> where it was Michelle yes I know so previously Centra and 2 went off the grid, Lee's wife put down the Hunters, Arifin and Mard moved farms, and Miles and Will went on the run, but were caught by Flat Cap Charlie's slave boxes. And um, Michelle has also done her Australian Survivor application, which I'm very proud of her for. Yay, well done, Michelle. Well, we're assuming she has sent us the audition video. Yeah, she's <laughs> either applied for Australian Survivor or set up a very elaborate hoax. Yeah. But, but either way, <laughs> applauds for the effort. <laughs> Thanks. I did it just for you two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very proud. It wasn't just for us two, anyway. There was other people on social media harassing you, I believe. Yes, plenty. (laughs) Plenty. Mission accomplished. (laughs) Now, everyone's attention who has turned towards Michelle applying, please harass whoever's doing the casting, because we want Michelle cast, please. Yeah. Oh, just stop. It's a new campaign. You know what? Everyone, campaign for Michael to actually... Go for any kind of show so we can watch him. Yeah, that's not happening, Michelle. <laughs> Such a chicken. Proud. Proud. Hamel Gammon, thank you. So, uh, Centre and Two were caught out by the hunters buying a burner phone, and Team Delta was sent in to investigate the house of Two's friend, Rob. Why did he let her, her in? I don't know. What yeah, on earth was no, he playing yeah. at? He did not read the rules because he did not have to cooperate at all. He could. He no. had to. He had to let her in because he'd signed the contract to say you would. He did not have to answer all of her questions. No, all he had to say was, "I'm not answering you. I'm not answering you." Yes, four words for you, Rob. I plead the fifth. I don't understand. He's sitting there on the chair, actually answering her. She's talking like she's a mother to a child. 
It was actually funny. And he was saying stuff like, oh, I don't want to be difficult. I'm not being difficult. Dude, be difficult. This is one of your best friends. I mean, at least he did say, I don't have to be nice to you. Uh, Yeah, don't... don't, Um, Why do they do it? Uh, They're just too helpful, these people. I I just could not fathom why he was doing it. No idea. Maybe he's after a reward, but... I just don't think people can help themselves, can they? they? They get authority asking them questions. They just open up. Can I just say, my friends would be great. My friends would just make great TV. <laughs> they tell them to just jump. I think you would make great TV, Michelle, which is why you need to be an Australian. <laughs> okay, stop it. It's over. Yeah. The, the app's closed at midnight last night. It is out of our hands somewhat now, Michael. I think we can let it lie. <laughs> it's not out of our hands because now Michelle is going to get cast. Mm. Mm. That's what you think. You think. Michelle, your gypsy friend predicts it. And who am I to cross the gypsies? I love I love how there's gypsies in Australia. There's no, <laughs> That's a European thing, the gypsies. And not everyone who can read the future is a gypsy. They are normal human beings. Without a crystal ball and Ooh. some sort of rev- what what do you call roaming truck. So anyway, Michelle, you're getting cast. Of your dead body. I would put money on you getting cast before I do. That that audition video isn't good enough to be cast. You've got to be kidding me. Michelle, some people don't even need to submit audition videos. They just go to taco stands in LA. Yeah, yeah. I, I think exactly. People, people put too much stock in the video. I think as long as it shows your personality, and I think yours does, I think it's it's fine. The question is whether we include clips of your audition video in this podcast. No. Oh, that's just mean. (laughs) We will not be doing that, Michael. (laughs) Why? Because you know what? I have ways to get revenge. (laughs) No, you don't. You live thousands and thousands of miles away, Michelle. Oh, no, I don't need to live close. The problem is you have my address. Yes, and there's a long stock of photos of you travelling all over the world. There is. Yeah. I don't know. I could I could doctor them in some way, couldn't I? Oh, you wouldn't be able to top some of the <laughs> some of the ways my photos have been doctored. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I know people, Michael. So do I, Michelle. <laughs> people in casting. <laughs> Anthony, help me. <laughs> Basically, Michelle, I, I want you to get kidnapped and um, and taken to Fiji or wherever they're going to film it this year. <laughs> oh, God. So, Araf and Imad are kayaking and fasting <laughs> at the same time. How on earth can they paddle when they have no food in their bellies? Bit late, that, Michelle. Um, so, <laughs> so Centre and Two are actually 120 miles away and are heading to a campsite recommended by a park ranger. And... Even if you didn't know, like Ant and I did, that they were getting caught, the editors buried them. Oh, totally. Stuff totally. like them feeling comfortable. Yeah. Oh, we'll be absolutely fine. As long as they haven't spoken to Rob, they've spoken to Rob. Yeah, it was just a, a long line of yeah, things that tell us they're going to get caught. Oh, I hope, I hope we're not being cocky. Yeah, you're being cocky. Let's just go and have some tacos. What's the worst that could happen? You'll get caught. For all their... Intelligence last week, they really were very stupid this week. Oh, uh, yeah, at every turn. I mean, even driving down the highway, oh, those cameras probably can't pick up very much. Mm, okay, I think we'll find They've that. obviously not watched the English series at all. Clearly not. Plus, 
CBS are making this show. They also make CSI, so they've obviously borrowed the technology that enhances really low-res video into a perfectly sharp image. So that was the I downfall. I want that. How good I, is that? I want that. I think you have to be in a CBS show for it to actually happen, though. Yeah, you guys know as well as I do that that was 100% gold command. Mm-hmm. There is no way you can enhance that image. <laughs> no way. It's crazy. If anyone needed proof of how the hunters get their information, Gold Command is the answer, and that proves it, that scene. Idiots. I, I just, I can't fathom how they thought, oh, we're definitely, they're definitely not going to be able to see our number plate. I know. But everything they did in this episode just completely baffled me. It was almost like the previous episode just existed to throw us off the trail so they had enough content to string it out for two episodes. It was just like two different teams. Why yeah. would you go to get tacos? To you're, not, you're on a right. It's not a Saturday afternoon. Let's go get some tacos before let's go to the movies. You're hiding. Crazy. Either they got overconfident and thought, ah, it won't be all right, we won't get caught. Or, yet again, we get another team that does really well for two weeks staying off the grid and then mystically they suddenly put themselves right back on the grid again. Um, you know, I'm not one to be cynical, but that's now three teams that have done that. Yeah, they're, they're just getting overconfident. I think the reason that they came up for air is because you have to move every two days by at least five miles. Yeah, but I don't think there's a rule that says you must spend some of your time in a wide-open public space eating tacos. I, w- I wonder how that rule works with Arif and Imad staying on the island, actually. Yeah, we, we we always had this debate about how far he's moving. I mean, God's sake, they moved like 50 miles that day. I know they ended up back where they started, but they did a lot of moving. Yeah, it's, it's about five... They've got to move at least five miles every 48 hours. Yeah. That's yeah. been confirmed. Surely paddling 20 miles up a lake and then back again covers that rule. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, and yeah, Rob is far too open with Jackie about the girls' burner phone. Yeah. Crazy man. And uh, HQ do get the license plate of Centre and Two's car, which backs out the petrol station last week. And that's where we leave them for now. Dun, dun, dun. Because Arif and Imad have set off on their own instead of staying at farms after two weeks on the run. And they decide to use an ATM, which is about 20 to 25 miles away from the camper van that they are staying at, thanks to Diane. I've got really, really, really admire these guys this week. You know, as Michelle said, this is Ramadan. They're not eating and drinking during daylight hours, and they're paddling 20 miles to go to an ATM to paddle 20 miles back because they need money, but they also want to distract the hunters. That is that is effort. You know, you've got to, you've got to give it to these guys. Yeah, I, I still don't think they're going to win. I still don't think they're going to win, but I'm more on board with them after this episode than I was previously. If they, if they don't win, I will have a lot of sympathy for them, because these guys are going for it. I'm pleasantly surprised with how, how much I like them, because mm. they are really doing anything to win. I'm just not sure they're going to. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to get caught at the moment, but yeah, it doesn't feel like we've got a bit of a... We haven't got a winner edit going on with these guys yet. I think they're probably going to be the last ones caught. That's that's where I feel. Yeah, It'll be very that. sad. It'll be last episode caught. I think so, yeah. These these are our third-place finishers, I think. Yeah, which means we're probably going to get an elimination with three teams, I think, because I think there's still one deadweight team still left. Mm-hmm. Is there three three eps left? Three eps left, yeah. Yeah. And we've got four teams? No. Yeah, four. Yeah, I, my theory is that Stephen and English are going to get caught next week. Mm-hmm. Because there is no way that they are going to 
bumble their way to 28 days. God, no. Not based on this week. No, I was surprised they weren't this week's one-and-done team. If, if Centre and Two hadn't got caught before we saw them, I'd have put money on. They, these were one-episode wonders. And I think then we're going to have an elimination. Then we're going to get Arif and Imad caught in the finale, and I think David and Emily and uh, Lee and Hilmar are our winners. I'll go along with that. Because despite the opinion of Michael Jenks saying that he thinks Stephen and English are going to win, I really don't. It would be... Well, we've had a history of unconventional winner edits in this show, but it would be a very, very unconventional one. We, we were not set out with an impression of these guys that we were rooting for them. No, and also you've got to remember that basically the first thing we saw about David and Emily was that Emily is a planner and that will come back to bite them. Mm-hmm. Might not come back to bite them, but it will come back to bite Stephen and English. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, as first impressions go, it, I really felt like they were going all out to say, you really don't want to support these guys. She's bossy, she's manipulative, she's controlling. She's going to panic the first time anything goes wrong. He was portrayed as being really, really submissive and just not particularly dynamic. I don't. I just feel like there was a million other ways they could have shown those two without without us feeling like, I hope these guys get caught. Have we just sped past Araf and Imad, uh, them kayaking? Have we moved on to English and Stephen now? No, we, we were talking about how Araf and Imad impressed us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, le- leaning on to how Stephen and English really didn't. Yeah. We'll come back to Araf yeah. and Imad. Don't worry about that, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're having Sorry. fun with the chronology. It's, you know, yeah. it's the show. I know. <laughs> There's a, only ever going to be two reasons that they keep a team back till more than halfway through the season. Yeah. One of them is that they win and they win in a really boring fashion. And the other is that they're maybe not the most likable or dynamic team. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think it's probably the latter. Same. As much yeah. as they seem like quite nice people. Yeah, yeah. From the limited things I've seen of them on social media, they seem quite nice. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Outside of the game, I'm sure they are really, really nice. Inside of the game, they, they are not coming across that way at all. They're just not cut out for hunted. No. And especially as they don't have the unique story of, oh, we're doing this for our girls, because, you know, Lee got that one. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really find out that much um, so far. No. Uh, yeah, so I, I would think they'll go next week. Yeah. I'll be shocked if anyone else goes. Mm, definitely. Especially as the... The previews for la- uh, for this week that were on last week's episode didn't feature Centre and Two at all. No, no, they didn't. And the no. only two teams featured in this week's previews are Lee and Hilmar and David and Emily. Mm-hmm. So I could have another repeat, an early capture next week. I'd be shocked if they make it to fourteen days. Yeah, I mean, and they've, you know, to be fair to them, they've not had an easy start, have they? You know, they no. go on the run and, and immediately get caught in tropical storm Colin. So. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 I am very confident they'll go next week, um, in, and in a not particularly exciting fashion. I think they'll do, it will just be a really routine. We track them down using really simple methods, and here they are. Yeah. So, Arif and Imad, we do get the official confirmation from like three weeks ago for Pakistani Sh- uh, Sherlock that they are fasting, which makes all their efforts even more impressive. Uh, and they stop fifteen to twenty minutes away from the ATM and get a lift back to where they drop their kayak off. Yeah, with the world's most chill guy. <laughs> like, can we get a lift? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I've just got to stop and get some ice, and I've got to do this. And they must have been like, oh, why did we pick this guy? Really? Um, 
I really think that the uh, hunted should start waving at the ATMs that they go to. <laughs> yeah, just they should, wave, they? say yeah. hi, because start, yeah, <laughs> stick the tongue out. Yeah, start trolling the hunters every yeah. time they get cash. They know they're going to see them. Or do do Running Man dance, or do something entertaining at the ATM. A Maori hacker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah. <laughs> Start putting high mom signs in front of the camera, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. They should have more fun with it. What they should do is, is before they go on the run, they should make up five signs for the yes. five ATM visits and hold up one sign at each one. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, like, we are going to win hunted. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Like a little sort of staged bit of the message each time and you only realize at the end that it all built up into something bigger i love that that's a great idea yeah i was thinking that when they were at the atm i thought why isn't anyone like waving because they know they're going to be seen just just do some sort of goading behavior yeah definitely yeah send them a coded message each time that's fabulous (laughs) like nick what did nick send once what did nick say did nick say something boom shanker boom shanker yeah yeah fantastic because he got it slightly wrong, <laughs> which is so yeah. Nick. Absolutely. Oh God! And did the hunters say they um they actually Googled kayaking? Well, they Googled all the maps. Yeah, and I was a bit confused about this because uh, you know, back to your psychic powers, how how were they Googling kayaking before they knew they were going to bump into a stranger with a kayak? Well, they were they went on a boating trip before they went on the run. Yeah. I think Arif googled basically every park map in Georgia. So they were sort of hinting at where they're going to go. And it just so happened that they did. Yeah, but fairly lucky that they actually found someone willing to lend them a kayak. They did, so, you know. <laughs> well, and and the um, cameraman, he's obviously in another kayak. Yeah, yeah, they found someone that's lent them two kayaks. And point. poor guy, can you imagine? Paddle, paddle. Um, hang on, guys, I've just got to film you for a minute. Just stop paddling because I can't keep up. I can't paddle and take, you know, camera <laughs> captures of you at the same time. We never mentioned this, but how bad must their job be? <laughs> it's the toughest gig, isn't it? <laughs> it is really bad for them. Do you think this is like the first job you get if you join CBS? It's like an initiation ceremony. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a camera stroke sound guy. Fantastic. Right. Before we give you the good stuff, we need you to do this. Like, it is worse than doing it on Survivor. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, no, I mean, Survivor, they get Survivor's places to bad. stay. Yeah, they're in one place. Um, that's, that's better. Amazing race. They're actually sleeping on the street if they do. But otherwise, they get a room. These guys never get a room. No. It's hard graft. And they're the unsung heroes, aren't they? We don't even get to find out anything about those guys. Hats off to the hunted camera guys. Bravo. And impressively, we've still not seen a single cameraman in a shot. No, uh, I think we might have done, actually, in the first episode. First or second episode, I remember seeing that it was um, shoulder-mounted cameras, but it's been very well done. can't remember where that was. It was on a street. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I, we've seen a very, very short glimpse of it, yeah. But other than that, they've been well out of shot. Um, I guess that's the advantage of having teams of two as well, whereas on the British one, from time to time, you'd need to hear them talking to someone so they would be able to talk to their camera guy, which I actually quite liked. Um, mm, it, same. It gives an extra dimension to it, but they don't need to do that here because they've always got each other to talk to. And I've also noticed another trend this season. Production love Flat Cap Charlie. Well, of course. 
course they do. I mean, They're obviously, awesome. obviously, it's a natural reaction because Flat Cap Charlie's awesome. But <laughs> even in episodes where he is in the background for all of it, they still give him some sort of stupid remark. Like this week's is "God bless internet history." Yeah, yeah. They take time to include Flat Cap Charlie in every episode, and I like that because we saw his potential in week one. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've spotted it. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's like when you get the random confessionals from people in Survivor where they're just too good to, to turn down. You've got to get them in. It's very obvious that whoever is editing this show loves Flat Cow Charlie. Rightfully so, because he is the hero. <laughs> that, that's right. All the fugitives are villains. Yeah. Trying to screw up Flat Cow Charlie's plans. Uh, yeah, no. He's, he, well, he's a good guy. He works in law enforcement. He's trying to protect the public from these fugitives. And they just go out there and, and they're just doing bad stuff. Yeah, they flipped this whole thing around on me. Oh, I, I started out rooting for the fugitives. Well, where did that go wrong? We are team hunter now. <laughs> it seems that way. Hmm. No, that's not true. I, I, I've just, no, it's not really. It's, and I'll tell you why that I'm saying that after this episode, because we didn't see Leon Hillmar at all. That's yeah, that's, why. that's exactly what I was going to say. Until <laughs> Leon Hillmar get caught, we're going <laughs> to probably be team fugitives still. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... HQ do think that Arif and Imad are using a car to get around, not realising that, you know, Arif googled every waterway in the world. Yeah, yeah, but they, they soon cotton on to that one, don't they, and start looking for the waterways. And we get um, a lovely moment from from our friend Sherlock, who um, who says that the problem of being a, a fugitive is you don't know where your food's going to come from, and you don't know where your next bit of money comes from. Well, it comes from the ATM, Ben, you gave them the money. So you do know where the money comes from as a fugitive. That's the one thing you do know. I also love that Sherlock has a union flag on his desk. Yes. <laughs> I didn't notice that all this week, but in one of the shots you can see a union flag on Ben's desk. And, and every time he's captioned, doesn't it say British intelligence? Yeah. Like that, which I love, to, I love to see the words British intelligence on the screen in America. You know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, when they're filming UK Hunting this year, they need to bring Flat Cap Charlie over just for the funds. Oh, please, please. Anyone from Endemol Shine who is listening, please bring Flat Cap Charlie over as a special cyber consultant. That would just make my year. Because they brought Sherlock over because he is the star of The Hunters in the UK. Yeah. Bring over Flat Cap Charlie because he's the star of The Hunters in the US. Oh, that would be so good. Please make that happen. Him and Ben can be best friends still. When are they uh, recording it? April, May-ish. Yeah, that's when they did it last year. Yeah. Have they cast yet? No, applications have just closed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Team Golf are very nearby to where Arif and Imad were last spotted. And the edit does make it look like they're actually close, but they're not even in the same screen, so they're not close. They're not close. They arrive at the ice stop at some undetermined point in time, as, as is always the case with these things. Mm. Ad break cliffhanger. Oh, we're closing in. No, you're not closing in. You're just in the same location at some point. Could have been could have been weeks behind them. Who knows? Exactly. They could have already won the money by that point. Yeah, they could. They could. Yeah, maybe they never got anywhere close throughout the whole 28 days. And they're like, well, we know they were there at this point, so let's just film a shot of that. I wonder how they would actually deal with that if a team was that good that they didn't get spotted. I, I think they do what we just said. I think they'd retrospectively edit stuff in to make it look like they got close because no one would care, would they? The fugitives yeah. got their money, and so why not? It'd be an interesting dilemma on a program like Hunted. Mm. What would you do if you never actually found a team? 
Oh, you do. You've got no footage at all. Just just make them invisible for a couple of episodes. That's what you do. So that's why Stephen and English are going to win. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I mean, let's be honest. At least one of these teams is getting caught before the finale, just because we can't have three episodes of the same four teams. No, that is true. Yeah, there, yeah. there was. There's definitely at least one more capture. It's got to be them. There's no no way they're getting through. Now, Arif and Imad have the. The edit of a a disappointing final uh, capture for me. Yeah, me too. They've got they've got um, that triumph over adversity. They gave it everything they've got, but it just quite wasn't enough. And it'll be something that's really unfortunate, I think, that trips them up. So they go out with a oh, we gave it our best shot, guys. It'll be one of those ones. Yeah, they're basically the Yorkshire girls from last year's UK Hunted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're they're going to get a really sympathetic ending. But they're not going to get 250 grand. Sadly not, in my humble opinion. And I think the MVP of the episode for me is probably Arifin Imad's new friend with the ice. He's, he's great. <laughs> and saying, as long as there ain't no reward offered, y'all are good. Yeah, we promise yeah. there's no reward. We promise, we promise. There's no reward, really. Not Awkward. <laughs> I love that. Wouldn't though. it be great if he dropped them off and then all of a sudden he sees something somewhere? Yeah, he was cool. He was he was so chill, wasn't he? Oh, you guys are on the run, but I gotta go and get ice. So just hang around. My birdie's on the run. <laughs> he was great fun. And just to prove that this program is in America, we get a bald eagle sighting. Yeah, with a new sound effect. <laughs> yeah, we got we got like a triple sound of the the eagle this time. So CBS have invested in some new stock sounds. It's not as good as the uh, Joel and Ashley eagle screech every time they're on the screen, but it's close enough. Yeah, it's always nice to see. <laughs> Which does make me laugh every single time. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a monster. And then Stephen and Henry VIII go on the run. Yeah, fortunately, they're, uh, they're in the fugitive zone during that 48-hour window on holiday. They're conveniently holidaying in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, handy that. Despite the fact they live in North Carolina. Yeah, outside of the hunting zone. But hey, you know. But they looked completely shocked when they had to go on the run. They they did that very well. And Henry VIII works as an audiologist, and he is a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, only slightly portrayed differently to the last stay-at-home dad we saw on this show. Um, but uh, I, I did think, and and someone mentioned this, this this week, that she used to be called English Ivy. Now she's called English King. Is she just working through names that just fit? <laughs> it's just fantastic. I'm, what do you I'm, mean she used to be called English Ivy uh, and now she's English her King? Made, what her is ma- her name? Her, her maiden name is, is English Ivy and her married name is English King. Now, if I was Stephen King, not the horror writer, different one, I would be very worried. If they ever bump into a guy called mr crumpet mr language anything like that i'd be worried she'll be off she's she's just working on better versions <laughs> of her own name she's, she's now english I crumpet. Just of english crumpet oh my god that would be good <laughs> no now the americans listening to this show won't know why that's funny you know how you guys call a, a beautiful girl or you know a nice uh-huh. bit of girl a, a crumpet well, we did in the seventies, um, but yeah. Yes. Well, I remember that from my father, so I think that'd be really funny. But why is she? What? So she, her name. She had a double name before she got married, did she? No, her first name is English, 
and her right. surname was Ivy because her mother's name is right. Ivy. Surname was Ivy, and then she married a king. So she married a king, so she should be she should be queen really, but not, no, she's an English king. <laughs> and I think that Stephen deserves his own nickname, so I'm going to call him Pennywise. <laughs> I like that. I was wondering. Oh. Uh, I was wondering if either of their daughters was called Carrie. We all float so down here. They're now Henry VIII and Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to know who the hell we're talking about. I think if we call her Henry VIII, we've got to call him Pennywise. Oh, okay. my God. Well, I think it was, was it Teresa who was talking, uh, good old Teresa. I think she said um, that English, you know, who's done all the organisation, when, when they're on the run, because of that organisation, it might annoy her husband mm-hmm. and that could get them into trouble. And I thought, well, they've been married for long enough. He knows what she's like. Why on earth is that going to annoy him when he knows she's the organiser? So to say they're friends and they're going on the run as friends and they find out about each other. They're not going to be used to being together for 24 hours a day for 28 no. days, are they? Yeah, no. but when you're husband and wife, you know, you know that what's wrong with them. And you know you've, you've got that to deal with. In a high-stress situation as well, Michelle. Yeah. My whole life is a high-stress situation. It is when you're podcasting with me. I know what my me. husband would be like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Teresa says the weirdest things that I never agree with. Any of it. We need a nickname for Teresa then, because we have Sherlock, who's our, her second-in-command. <laughs> we have Pakistani Sherlock, who's also part of that team. I feel, and Flatcap Charlie, who's also part of that team. I feel like Teresa needs a nickname. Wasn't well, she Theresa May said in a Michael Caine voice? <laughs> Theresa <laughs> Anna May. I, I think that whole um, spending 28 days together might cause issues is going to pay back. I think they'll, they will fall out spectacularly before they get caught. I think that's, I think that's, why, I think that's also why it felt a bit um, out of kilter, a bit disjarring, because we haven't seen anything like that. I think she's setting something up there. Yeah, but to be fair to them, they did go on the run and then immediately hit a, mon- a monsoon. Yeah, it did look yeah, Well, they fresh. didn't have a car, and they have no plans to stay anywhere. So for God's sake, where's the organisation there? It's better to have no plan than to put everything on a calendar, though. Oh, that why is true. are you crying on the first night just because it's raining? What the hell? Well, it was, a, it, was, it was a tropical storm and they declared a state of emergency. It's a little bit more than raining, I think. Yeah, I have been to Florida when it's like that. Maybe not that bad, but, you know, it is very depressing yeah. when it continues raining all the time. Yes, but have a plan. I mean, they close water parks, for goodness sake. That's depressing. But right. still, we'll there again, on. I just don't know why she's so upset. Yeah, it's raining. Find somewhere to stay. It's her first day. Isn't it her first day? She's upset already. To be fair, Michelle, you, you're used to like 35 degrees at the moment. Yeah, it's 35 degrees and I have been out in a cyclone in Cairns in the middle of... No, we didn't get to Cairns because it was so bad. In the middle of Townsville, standing in the middle of the road, literally my hair was sideways. It was raining torrentially. It was just like what she was going through. And I'm actually standing in the middle of the road going, woo! Because it was just so amazing. And there she is crying. <laughs> yeah, that, that woo soundbite is definitely not going to come back, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to splice that into random places, you know. <laughs> That's going to go on the hypothetical RTV Warriors sound. <laughs> 
as well as probably my personal favourite clip ever, which is Eamon saying, what kind of thong? Uh, what kind of G-string, sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, Pennywise and Henry VIII. <laughs> She's a planner and uh, hates relying on others, which is a great thing for when you're going to be a fugitive for 28 days. Yeah, they're two yeah. skills that really come in handy, don't they? Talking of editors burying a team. Mm. Yeah. What's the next one? How much she misses her family? Um, you know, how, oh, how she needs how she <laughs> needs to have money in her pocket. What, what else do we want to hear? That means they can't do this game. Don't mention the the bugbear of Michelle, which is her family. She hates them. As she said in her audition video, I don't care about my family. Sod them. I did not say that. Australian Survivor doesn't need a family visit because I wouldn't care. The main reason I'm applying is 55 days away from them. (laughs) I didn't even talk about my family, did I? You didn't actually know. That's probably because you don't like them. It funny. wasn't required. It wasn't required <laughs> material. <laughs> I, I love how this conversation has slowly, over the past couple of weeks, gone from me badgering you about being heartless to Ant just joining it anyway. I know, it's like infectious. Even though, as I'm saying it, I know it's completely fictitious because <laughs> I see all the stuff you put on your Facebook. It's just all about your family. No, Ant, it's not fictitious. It's fake news. It's fake news. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's alternate facts. <laughs> alternate facts, absolutely. That's what it is. That's what it's all about these days. Uh, anyway, um, so we meet a new hunter team, which is Maureen and Evie, aka Charlie, and they are dispatched. It's going to get very confusing between them and Flatcap Charlie. Flatcap Charlie, in my notes, is just FCC now. Yeah, mine too. Just so that I don't get confused between him and Team Charlie. Yeah, that is confusing. But they never call him Charlie. It's only us that call him Charlie, so it's probably less confusing for them. No, the internet calls him Charlie now. Oh, they do now, yeah. yeah we, we've made sure that um, that Flat Cap Charlie has basically become his new nickname for everyone involved in production, and it's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting until I hear that being said on another podcast. Then I'll know we, we, that'll be our victory. They won't acknowledge us, though. Oh, I know they won't, but we'll know. There's only one other podcast you're doing this, isn't there? There probably is, yeah. But I'm not name-checking them. <laughs> There's only one other podcast who do this, and they're massively less experienced at Hunters than us. Exactly. Yes, and they just did it. They thought, oh, come on, new show, let's do it. Whereas we wanted to do it because we are invested in this franchise, and they just did it as an aside. Oh, in between Survivor yeah. and something else, we'll just fill in time. As fugitive and friend of the show, Lee said, I like the fact that you guys show a knowledge of both UK seasons. Mm-hmm. I, I believe he said this is why we're the best podcast on Hunt. <laughs> I mean, it goes without saying that we are the best. We're the best at everything we do. And what we do at the moment is badger Michelle about applying for Australian Survivor. But. <laughs> oh my God. My God. What are we up to? What are we up to? We're going to the I think we're about right to go now to, and Yeah, I think we are. I think we're going to go to Centre in 2 now, aren't we? Uh, yes, we are. Happy as Larry. So they they make it to day 14, and they only have burner phones and camping gear, which is a great thing to have. But in the process of this, 2 says she's not cocky. Hmm. Yeah. If you... Not cocky enough to go to Taco Bell. That's just too... Unnecessarily, that... where there's loads of cameras. <laughs> I think you'll find that is too cocky. On the cockiness scale, going for tacos in the middle of being on the run, pretty much up there. 
and this allows the hunters to get too close. But it's okay, because as they're driving along, clearly those cameras at the side of the road are just there for fun. They're just for decoration. They're not tracking anything. They're not getting shots of license plates. Nothing like that. Don't worry. It's fine. We'll be able to just drive into town, park up at the mall, have some tacos, chill out. It'll be great. Oh, dear me. I am disappointed that they didn't get to the end purely so I could uh, make the finale title Two Become One. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there were so, <laughs> ma- so many two jokes we could have done with them, but they're gone now. <laughs> One W-O-N. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Centre and Two decide to celebrate their mid-fugitive uh, uh, adventure. They want Mexican food, and uh, they're going to Taco Bell. And what a shit way for them to get caught. Oh, dear. Dear me. And uh, they do underestimate the existence of ANPR, which we're not going to call LPR. It's ANPR. It's ANPR, yep. And Team Delta are sent after them. Yeah, and we get a nice sequence of, oh, we've spotted an exterior. It's got a sticker. Uh, yeah, I think we're closing in on them now. Ad break. Mm. I wonder if it's the wrong vehicle. Come back. No, wrong vehicle. I'm really getting tired of that. And... They do slightly think about it because they they get a guy to buy their tacos for them. Yeah, and and I can't, I get the logic of this, but they're assuming that the only camera they're going to have got pinged on is the one at the at the order point. They're, they're in the middle of a town. There's going to be cameras everywhere, and then they get the guy to order it, brings them the food, and then they decide to take a selfie with him. Well, this isn't the Amazing Race. You don't have to take selfies. It's not going to be a final task. It's just bizarre what is going on. And also, who takes a selfie with a DSLR? <laughs> no. You can't Instagram a DSLR picture. Yeah. I just upload this picture. It's like four gig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my DSLR has a 32 gig SD card in I think it is. It takes about three pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've never seen anyone try and take a DSLR selfie before. I'm not sure our arms are even long enough to, to make that work. But There'd be too much weight on your hand. To take the piss, I have done DSLR selfies before, but you can't upload them automatically to Instagram. No, it's, it kind of defeats the object a little bit. But why do they even want a, a selfie of a guy they they knew for 10 seconds? I do like that this then came back to bite them when we found out last week about them uh, them going on the run and to saying, oh, I'll take my camera. I could barter using it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, camera's definitely not going to come back to bite you. Yeah, and there we go. There's the shot with the camera. Weird. And, uh, yeah, Team Delta do spot the car and then Centre and Two's time on the run is over. In the most disappointing capture of all time, just centre and two, your time's on the run, it's over. And they're just sort of mid-mouthful with their, with tacos going, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, their reaction was bizarre as well, wasn't it? Oh my God, what happened? Um, you got tacos. You got tacos. <laughs> you were sat in a car in a public car park for God knows how long. That's what happened. I, I, was, I was expecting one of them to go, can we finish this before we go? Because, you know, we've 14 days. <laughs> they did take the child-sized drinks with them, though. They did, didn't they? It's child-sized, which is roughly the size of a two-year-old child liquefied. It was probably the small size, too. Yeah, it probably was. And then, because they were vastly under-edited last week, we get a bit of David and Emily. 
Yeah, it, it did feel a bit like um, we're just seeing them to remind us they're still on the run. That I don't think there's there's a lot on these guys. I mean, they've they've got the link to to one of their friends now, but they still seem a long way off catching these guys for me. Yeah, I love it, love it. Well, to be fair, as Teresa probably found out in um, in his book, David is used to running from cops. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the only clue they've got is the calendar. And I'm still, I'm still thinking that there's going to be a payoff at the end where actually that was all staged. And you know, maybe maybe they just really are messing with the hunters, and maybe they are going to those locations, but not at the right time. So they're purposely putting the hunters in the wrong place. I don't know. I just feel like there's far too much attention to this calendar, unless it is literally just the only thing they've got, so it's the only thing they can talk about. It is interesting that Holly is the first person from David's book to actually appear. Yeah, you mentioned that, didn't you, when you read the book, that you hadn't spotted anybody. Um, and there was there was another name as well that um, they kind of showed on the screen as well, um, which I have. Uh, Manny Aurora gets shown, gets highlighted, so maybe Manny will make an appearance later on, but yeah. I mean, most of David's friends are in prison, but some of them, like all of his law school buddies, I'm very surprised they've not really tapped that. Because I don't remember Brad being mentioned from the first episode. I don't think he was mentioned in the book. Right, yeah. Holly definitely was. But you thought they'd have picked her up when they picked up Brad then, if they got the same connection. If I'm not mistaken, Holly was was basically his best friend at law school. Okay, so, so they definitely would have found her when they were doing a, a social media search, because it looked like that's where they got the stuff from now. So. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so they've just held that back and then until it became relevant. Yeah. And Teresa decides to monitor David and Emily by monitoring everyone associated with them. Which is the way to do it, isn't it? You know, just just monitor the whole lot. And, and all they've done is put phone trackers on, isn't it? So... It's not not that difficult to arrange, I wouldn't have thought. It all makes perfect sense. Just see where everybody is, and if someone is anywhere near where you think David and Emily might be, then zone in on those. But what I don't get is them saying, oh, Holly's 172 miles away from her home at uh, Vidalia. Well, yeah, she might very well be visiting her aunt who lives there. As it happens, she is ferrying David and Emily, but she might just be visiting family. Yeah, she could be. But this this plays into the, we don't know how many other contacts they've tracked. So they could have, you know, they could have gone, oh, somebody else who went to law school is currently in Saskatchewan. Well, it's not them then, is it? So, you know, they might have done that 50 times before they landed on Holly. And anyway, every time we say Vidalia, we have to pronounce it differently. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because, because there were also complaints on social media about people uh, pronouncing Vidalia wrong. Is that how it's supposed to be pronounced? I don't know. So, the, so they're heading to Vidalia, right? Okay. Or could be Vidalia. Or Vidalia. 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 <laughs> bit Tom Baker, that, aren't Vidalia. And then we meet the best named guy ever Emily's ex boyfriend, Blaze. 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 I've got a little child I know who's called Blaze. He's not a friend, um, it's just a student. Huh? Blaze. Blaze is a stupid name. It is if it's a real name. It's it's a good stage name. There's there's a singer called Blaze Bailey who was in I Maiden for a while. But if it's your real name, it's a it's kind of leading to you're pretty much going to do time for arson if you call Blaze. Surely I'd never heard of that name before this year when I heard of this little child, Blaze. It does sound like a a superhero name of someone who loves fire. Yeah, yeah, it's your classic pyromaniac name, isn't it? It does sound like the real name of Heatwave. I hate tacos. 
Gross. <laughs> you were determined to get that in. Oh, I 100% was, yeah. <laughs> I hate tacos. I hate Nazis. <laughs> what movie is that? It's from DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, okay. But the, he just has such a wonderful voice, and because they always make him say he hates things, it's just great to do an impression of. I hate Nazis. <laughs> and uh, Emily's ex boyfriend, Blaze, secures them a GMC Yukon Denali, which is a very ironically named car, uh, to borrow to take them to his boss's cabin in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and this, this is a great move, isn't it? You've got a distant contact who uses one of their contacts to get you there. It's that degrees of separation that we always really so like. So good. The hunters would never get that. But is it not a little bit sinister for your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend to lend you a car and then drive you to the middle of nowhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could, yeah. I'm going to take you to my cabin in the woods. Especially when it's a guy called Blaze. (laughs) Sounds a little bit sinister. (laughs) Next episode, we see them locked in, and then we see smoke creeping under the door. (laughs) Um, And Echo and Foxtrot are sent to Videlio. I don't know why, but we get a clip of someone saying skinny pedal to the right. Yeah, I I wrote that down because it was a bit random. I think it was Lenny. Good that he's telling the hunters how to drive. Yeah, that's the accelerator. Well, the gas pedal, as it is known, over there. I mean, the logic would be if David or Emily wasn't used to driving a manual car. And telling them, tell them which one the clutch was, but no, it's just... It's a, I guess it's, an, it's another term for, like, pedal to the metal, isn't it? It's just skinny pedal on the right. I, think I had never pedal. heard of that before. I'm, I'm, I didn't know I'm, what he was talking about. Never heard that term. It, I think he just means get your foot down, go for it. It's just odd. Yeah. yeah. And... Steve Masterson finds a rental for the Kings and sends it to Team Charlie, where they were staying in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, and they find uh, Mrs. Ivy, Henry VIII's mother. Poisoned to her friends. Poisoned to her friends, absolutely. Um, And the minute they say, can we take a look around, you know they're not going to find anything. (laughs) That's like too obvious. The answer Uh, is no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah, stop being so bloody cooperative. Just say, no, you can't. I'll talk to yeah. you on the porch. I mean, in theory, they do have to let them in, but at least be less cooperative. At least say they left in a car. Or, oh, God. These parents and friends, they're just, I'm lost for words. I don't even know what to call them. Basically, for anyone who helps a fugitive in season two, do not help anyone. Just don't tell them. Yeah, don't lie. Don't say anything. I know that most of you are good Christian people, but you're allowed to lie if it helps someone win 250 grand. Yeah. Oh, God. Pray for forgiveness afterwards. That's coming from a Catholic. Just don't say anything at all if you don't want to lie. Just just look at them and pretend you can't hear them. Or alternatively, I plead the fifth. It works. Or start singing. (laughs) Just sing anything. (laughs) Doa dear. Just start singing really offensive songs. That they can't record on, on um Yeah, like like Bo Burnham has a, a song called F, which is just basically F words. <sighs> I could suggest some songs, but then you know what? It would end up on the podcast and then my reputation would be short, so I'm not suggesting anything. What would you suggest, Michelle? Come on, you oh, got no. Oh, you oh no. 
Come on. Oh, no, Michael. Let's start a new feature, Michelle's Dirty Socks. Oh, no. <laughs> there is nothing coming out of my mouth right now. That'll do. Yeah, that'll do. Thanks for the clip, Michelle. Uh, <laughs> and um, Henry VIII's family is close-knit, and Poison Ivy does reveal that they left on foot. Yeah, and she also says that um, Henry VIII has a sister called Amber, uh, but she lived, and I think she said the family are all from the Raleigh area, which is in North Carolina, so we won't be seeing Amber, presumably. And just as uh, Pennywise and Henry VIII leave, uh, a monsoon hits, and they want to pitch a tent, which kind of scuppers all of their plans. Yeah, not a great plan, that really, is it, when it falls at the first hurdle? If you could, if your plan is just use tents, you're kind of relying on the weather there, aren't you, Henry? And they manage to beg their way, begging, uh, they manage to beg their way <laughs> into a um, an abandoned building to pitch the tent. Yeah, which was quite fortunate, but they got a lot of rejections first, didn't they? they were, everyone was like, no, I'm not going to help you. No, uh, you don't seem to be that likeable, so nope. It looked like a storage facility. Yeah, I think I think he said his friend worked in construction, and I don't know what they were. They were like, yeah, they were sort of you know, with a roller type. door or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right? it did look like yeah, something like that. What I would but, have liked to see is the next morning, um, the lock gets cut off the the storage unit, and storage wars are there. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> give me a bag. Give me a bag. Give me a bag. Give me a bag. Yeah, that would be good. $500 for whatever's in this unit. Shit, it's fugitives. <laughs> and so they're inside and they can hear everyone bidding on the outside. And they can't get out because there's only one door. Oh, God. <laughs> Different camera crew open it up and they're there. <laughs> Wrong show! Best episode of Storage Hunters ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then we move back to Arif and Imad for the final bit of the episode. And they are exhausted and... Who can blame them? They've like been kayaking non-stop for days and not being able to eat or drink during the day. It's just I am just absolutely bowled over by the amount of effort these guys are putting in. It's just amazing. Did they book a cabin? Do you have to book a cabin on there? No, that it was their um the lady who provided them with the kayak also said you can oh, stay in our camper van. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. right. uh, so they kayak back to the camper van on day fifteen. And they get caught out looking at a lot of maps on Google, so Sherlock correctly theorises that they are still on the lake. And there's only one way, really, to see a lake that big. Mm-hmm. And that is to tell one person from one of the Hunter teams to get to the chopper! Yeah. Get down! <laughs> so Johnny's the lucky person in the chopper, and spots what we're led to believe from all of the previews last week, that it is Arif and Imad. And actually, no, it's not. It's someone else kayaking. And how do we know it's not Arif and Imad? Because there's a cliffhanger. Because there's a cliffhanger ad break, of course it's not going to be them. So Vinny is instead sent to canvas the campground, and the episode ends with Arif and Imad shaving everything. Yeah. How good start. That's amazing. Again, so I, different. It does, doesn't it? It looks really different. That is, I really like that as a move. You know, set up, set up a look before you go on the run that you can really change. So, yeah, and it's much easier to get rid of a beard than to grow one. So I like mm. it. I think it's great. They will look totally different. It does sort of explain why a lot of their promo images has Arif with short hair. I hadn't noticed that, but yeah, that would make sense. All the pictures that he's posting on Twitter and stuff have him with much shorter hair than when he actually is on the run. Ah, okay. So, next time, Lee has a crazy plan as he and Hilmar take a risk and the hunters try and make contact with David and Emily. In other words, it's winner's week.
AIDS Winners Week next week. It's going to be a really good one. What on earth are Lee and Hilmar doing next week? But we know it's a big risk and it's going to taunt the hunters. That's enough for me. I'm in. Yep, same. And given that we all know that Lee definitely watched the first series of the UK one a few times before going on the run, hmm, could he be inspired by Ricky Allen? Oh, I hope so. I think he might be. I haven't had any confirmation, but I think he might be. (laughs) Not sure they have bothies in the south of America, but uh, it could be some good stuff. I think he might be actively trying to antagonise the hunters. Yay! Come on! Definitely. Fantastic viewing. And also, just for the record, Lee and Griff, get a room. If you've seen their social media, you'll know what I mean. Yeah. No... Look at their Twitter conversations, Michelle. <laughs> they're baiting each other. They're play fighting on Twitter, and they have been for about three weeks. And I just keep having to tweet at them, going, "Get a room, guys." Yep. And now the bit that you guys have been waiting for, because before we recorded this episode, I set both of these guys a challenge because I saw some criticism on social media that the other podcast, who we won't name, weren't naming all the hunters. So I thought, I'll get a list together of all the Hunters, and then before we actually record the episode, I will get Ant and Michelle to try and name the Hunters in 30 seconds. Because there's 32 points. It was awful! I can't remember them! (laughs) I I know what they look like! So it's this... uh, It was awful. It was awful. (laughs) So in no particular order, because I'm going to name all 32 just to prove a point, in no particular order, we have Pakistani Sherlock, Teresa, Flatcap Charlie, Rifi the Science Guy, Avi, Andy, Lenny, Actual Sherlock, Not Black, Steve Masterson, Connie, Mike the Author, London, Dr. Max, Buck and Griff, Jermaine and Chad, Evie and Maureen, Jackie and Paul, Ali and Jonathan, Shadow and Cortez, John and Vinny, Nick and Sam, and Amanda and Roxanne. Woohoo! But the results. Who do you guys think won this challenge? Anthony. <laughs> uh, I was dreadful. I only, I only did the Ground Hunters. I forgot about HQ completely. Anthony still won. <laughs> Michelle, you're 100% right and creamed you. <laughs> yeah, of course. I haven't run the official numbers because we recorded this like literally before we recorded the podcast, but I know you got four and I'm pretty sure I got nine. But can you can I tell you I, you know, I'm a teacher and I have so many names to remember and I just shut down my brain shuts down on names. I remember children and I hardly ever remember any parent. Any excuse, Michelle, because I'm going to play both at the end of this episode. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I'm a shocker. Absolute shocker. It's... And I profess that, and I don't hide it. I feel like this is the sort of game that needs to come back every so often. Not necessarily with hunters, but I need to come up with topics to try and get you guys to name. I'm going to have to start writing lists then, because I don't remember anyone's name. Because... I... I laughed so much at Michelle trying for 30 seconds to name everyone and got four of them. No, no. I got, what did, who did I get? I got Flat, Flat Cat Charlie, Pakistani, um, Sherlock, Teresa, and then Griff. Did I get Buck? Is it Buck? Chip. Chip, Chip or Buck? Griff. That was it. You were struggling with, um, with, um, with Buck. Yeah, Buck. And you still didn't get it after the 30 seconds went up. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a shocker. Absolute shocker. I got five. I got Griff too. Yeah, you must have got five. If I'm giving you the point for Pakistani Sherlock, I'll, uh, then you got five. Five out of 30, 32, is that right? Yeah, which is still pretty damn bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying I am bad with names. Totally bad. 
<laughs> it was very entertaining, though. I, I feel like this is the sort of game that I need to keep playing with you guys. Oh, jeez. Anthony, oh, so I, I need to keep a to list. Be? Oh no, he did this to me on The Apprentice. He's, uh, I did actually. Oh, so this week's task was they had to buy twelve items. How many of those twelve <laughs> items can you name? I'm like um, one. I would have been better at that. I would have been really good at something like that. <laughs> yeah, Ant was a shocker at that game, which is, which makes it impressive that he actually managed to do more than two on this one. Yeah. And if I'd have remembered that there was an HQ, I probably would have named a few of those as well. But I yeah. think Anthony would have got... You didn't even do any HQ at all. Not until Michael God. reminded me. I went straight to HQ in my brain. You probably got eight. I think Hank got nine. Oh, there you go. I've not got the official numbers because literally I recorded Ants, then immediately went to record yours. Yeah. But I, th- I think it was nine. Uh, he definitely beat you anyway. Which is all that matters. Definitely. There's, there's no no contest there. No contest. Had it been close, I would have hung up on you and listened to the audio just to make sure I was right. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't close. I know. So, who do we think is getting caught next week? Mm, let's see. Oh. <laughs> Could it be favourable edit David and Emily? Could it be very favourable edit Lee and Hilmar? Could it be working really hard and doing good stuff Arif and Imad? Or could it be the others? The king and the clown. I think it's fairly obvious to say that we think that the kings will be dethroned next week. I think so. Yeah, I and think the clown that... will not be happy. No. Yeah, I think there will be a revolution next week and uh, the monarchy will be sacked. So, with that, thank you for listening to this Hunted podcast. You can join us next Sunday for more Hunted recaps. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, RealTTV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, or our own Twitter pages, MJ Harmstone for me, Bulls Boy for Anthony, and Bear 3 Michael, you have to get that scene too. It's some sort of affliction you have there. And with that, your time in the run is over. Bye. And we'll be back next week with the best show on TV. Three, two, one, go. Right, Jermaine, Chad, Buck, Griff, Ali, Maureen, Evie, Paul, Jackie, uh, said Ali, Zanali, Cortez, uh, Shadow, obviously. Uh, there's a Vinny. There's a... You can name people in HQ as well, remember. Oh, yeah, Flat Cap Charlie, Ben Owen, Robert Clark, Teresa Payton. Uh, stop, 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 stop. Lenny DePaul. <laughs> that was well out of time, man. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. <laughs> I can't remember all of them. Go. I don't even know. A flat, um, flat, flat cat, Charlie. Um, Sherlock is Teresa, who would highly underestimate me um there's the do i have to know names the korean girl there's the um oh is it indian um the, uh god there's griff and um oh, 30 seconds Stop. Griff, <laughs> griffin who griffin why would i want to call him ben it's not ben it's griffin gryffindor um God, no, I can't be put on the spot like this. Oh, my God. They have stupid names like Chip. Chip. And, oh, God, I did worse than him. 30 seconds is long gone. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs>